following presentation of the Midland City Planning Commission will begin in a moment. The Midland City Planning Commission is responsible for overseeing the city's master plan, conducting public hearings, and offering recommendations to the City Council on a wide range of local land use issues. The Planning Commission consists of nine Midland residents who are appointed by the City Council. Planning Commission meets two Tuesdays per month at 7 p.m. in Council Chambers at City Hall. This presentation is provided by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland. Replays of this meeting can be found on MGTV Channel 188 on Charter Spectrum, through Channel 99 on at Uverse, or on demand at www.cityofmidlandmi.gov. Select meetings are available on MCTV Network's Government Affairs Podcast Channel. Good evening and welcome to the regular meeting of the Midland City Planning Commission taking place on Tuesday, August 8th. This meeting is called to order. Please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. Call roll. Decro? Here. Thomas? Here. McCoy? Here. Collinger? Here. Griffiths? Panasic? Here. Craig? Here. Powell? Broderick? Here. Mr. Chair, you have a quorum. Next item on our agenda is approval of the minutes. We have one, one minutes to approve this evening. Uh, those are from our regular meeting occurring on July 25th. Any comments or revisions, commissioners? for a motion. I move to uh, accept the minutes from July 25th. I'll second. We have a motion from Commissioner Decro and a second from Commissioner Thomas to approve the minutes from our regular meeting on July 25th. All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. Minutes are approved. Next item on our agenda would be public hearings. We have one this evening. Uh, while we're getting started there, a quick reminder about our process. We'll begin with a staff um, overview of the petition, um, which will presumably be uh, the same as the petitioner presentation. Then we will open it up for public comments um, and questions um, before inviting the petitioner back up for uh, final comments and rebuttal, and then possible deliberation by the Planning Commission this evening. So the one public hearing we have this evening is for zoning text amendment number 167, and that's initiated by the city of Midland. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Tonight's amendment uh, number 167 was introduced to you at your last, our two regular meetings ago, and this has to do with the placement of generators, uh, particularly residential generators. So this was initiated by the city with the intention of providing greater flexibility in the location of generators consistent with the way that the city approaches air conditioning units under the zoning ordinance. Generators are currently defined under the zoning ordinance and article two is an accessory structure. And so on the screen and in your packet, you'll see the definition of accessory structures it includes a list of example accessory structures, one of those being generators. Accessory structures have to abide by certain setback requirements outlined in Article 3. 
and side yards accessory structures have to meet the same setback requirement as the principal building. And this ultimately has created some challenges in placing generators in residential locations, uh, which is what precipitated staff to bring this amendment forward. The reasons for that, those challenges are residential homes are often built at or near that minimum side setback, which can eliminate the possibility of placing an accessory structure, which today includes generators in that side yard. Residential utility connections, including the electric and gas meter, are most commonly located in that side yard. It's preferable from a cost standpoint, if you're looking at a placement of a generator on a property, to place it near those utility connections because you do need to draw gas and electric into them generally. And placement in the rear yard, which is what's typically required in these situations where there's not sufficient side setback existing, can necessitate oversized gas piping, electrical wiring, and more materials per install, which translates into a higher cost for the customer. Generators are increasingly desired by residents to provide for backup electrical services during power outages. Some residents, including those on oxygen machines, require a consistent source of electricity for health reasons, which can drive some generator installation requests. On the screen, you'll see some examples of residential generators. Uh, the photo at left shows you a comparable um, to a typical air conditioning compressor located on the side of a home. So you'll see most residential generators are comparable in height and width to an air conditioning compressor. They are generally slightly longer than an air conditioning compressor, but not generally more than about twice the size of that typical unit. The city's issued 139 permits for generators in 2022. During that one year period, it's estimated that 37 had to be relocated uh, in order to meet accessory structure setback requirements, and that six permits were withdrawn due to those rules. For the first half of 2023, we've issued 57 permits for new generator installations. 13 of those have had to be relocated during permit review to satisfy the accessory structure setback requirements. So staff's recommendation is modified on the basis of the feedback the Planning Commission provided two meetings ago on this amendment. And so we're recommending that Article 2 be modified to indicate that accessory structures generating, I'm sorry, that generators creating over 30 kilowatts of power be considered accessory structures. So this would modify, it currently says generators only. This would clarify, generally speaking, in consultation with our electrical inspector and with electrical contractors in the community, residential generators generally are gonna provide much less than 30 kilowatts of power. Commercial generators, larger generators than the ones we showed on the screen earlier, are generally gonna provide much more than 30 kilowatts of power. And so this makes for a nice threshold point to distinguish between a typical residential generator and a typical commercial generator. We've also added, at the request of the city attorney, language to this Article 2 section that clarifies that the list of examples of accessory structures is not exhaustive and inclusive of all accessory structures. So we've provided that additional amendment on the dais tonight and shown in red. In addition to the amendment to Article 2, we would also propose an amendment to Article 3 in Table 3.2, projections into yards. Um, so there's a variety and number of projections that are currently permitted in different yards. And consistent with what was proposed by staff two meetings ago, we would add generators. Uh, in this case, under 30 kilowatts of power is a permitted projection with a restriction that they're not permitted in front yards and residential districts. So this would make generators producing under 30 kilowatts of power uh, provide them with the same setback rules that apply to air conditioning condensers in the same settings. 
So in terms of review criteria, zoning text amendments are subject to the criteria listed on the screen. Staff's analysis generators are similar to pad-mounted air conditioning equipment, and as such, it's logical to apply similar regulatory structure to them. Generators are increasingly desired by homeowners. The current requirements for generator replacement often impose additional costs on homeowners seeking to install a generator. The proposed amendment maintains the current placement standards for higher capacity generators, so for those generators we wouldn't expect to find in a residential capacity. And the Michigan Building Code provides appropriate minimum standards to protect health and safety for those in both the structure that is going to have the generator installed, as well as for those in any adjacent structures. So with that, staff's recommendation is that the Planning Commission recommend City Council approval of Zoning Text Amendment 167. We have received two correspondence in support of the amendment, and those were included in your packet. And we are at the second step in the process with your public hearing this evening. We would be looking for you to make a recommendation to City Council regarding the Zoning Text Amendment after that public hearing. So with that, Mr. Chair, I'd welcome any questions. Thank you. Questions, Commissioners? I think one for me. Um, so with the stipulation with 30 kilowatts, anything that's over that would continue to be considered an accessory building, correct? And would be governed as uh, generators have been governed up until this point, correct? That's correct. Okay. And then the addition to table 3.2 was presented to us two meetings ago, but it's been amended to the 30 kilowatts as well, correct? It's not a new addition in its entirety. Correct. So this right. would be generators are not currently in table 3.2. So we proposed adding generators. We've now proposed adding generators under 30 kilowatts okay. of power um, to that section. Okay. Any other questions? And they, they can still have generators over 30 kilowatts in the backyard if, if desired. Yeah, just like today's rules, yeah, the generator exactly. would be treated like any other accessory structure and be permitted um, so long as it meets accessory structure setbacks. All right, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll move uh, to uh, public comments. Public comments for or against zoning text amendment number 167. Welcome any questions as well. Hearing none, um, does the city want to provide final comment? Not unless there's any questions from the planning commission. All right. Uh, we'll go into deliberation. Commissioner McCoy, what do you think? I think it's pretty straightforward. Makes sense. I see no reason to prevent recommending to City Council. Commissioner Panasic? I would agree. I think the, uh, the size piece is, is probably key. Kind of answered a lot of the questions we had last time around it. So I yeah. think it's, I did look and see what sizes are even available on Home Depot and you can't. I couldn't buy one that size, so <laughs> it feels like it's it's right in that spot where it's that you know the size that was shown on the picture, but it's not something that's going to be big. So, so as far as making a motion, um, what's in front of us for the amendment to section 2.02 .02 is not what's in the packet, correct? So, do we need to be specific about what we're recommending to city council, or can we just be a can we just say recommending zoning text amendment number 167? If you'd like to include in your motion tonight, um, zoning text amendment 167 as presented this evening. Okay. Then we'll know what to forward on. So I'm going to make a motion that we recommend to city council approval of zoning text amendment number 167 as presented this evening. I second. 
We have a motion from Commissioner Kohlinger and a second from Commissioner McCoy to recommend approval of zoning text amendment number 167 as presented to City Council. Please call roll. Decro? Yes. Thomas? Yes. McCoy? Yes. Kohlinger? Yes. Panasic? Yes. Craig? Yes. Broderick? Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Okay. We have no additional public hearings this evening, so we will move to old business. We have one item under old business that is site plan number 425, which is for winding estates, winding creek estates number three. Um, staff presentation? Uh, no, no staff presentation tonight. Um, there, we have not uh, received any additional materials um, uh, prior to writing or prior to this meeting. Um, the public hearing was held on July 25th. Uh, no public comment re was received during that public hearing. Um, staff believes the proposal meets the city's requirements. Um, and a number of items commonly addressed with construction permitting have been um, identified. And we are still waiting on a condominium master deed and bylaws, um, a development agreement, and then approved EGLE permits. So those are all covered within the staff's uh, recommended list of contingencies, which include the stormwater management permit, uh, a final soil erosion and sedimentation control permit, uh, again, those EGLE permits, a uh, condominium master deed and bylaws, and then a development agreement. So you have, I'm just looking back from the previous packet, the final engineering drawings have been provided since the last presentation. There were seven, con <coughs> sorry, I'm, I'm playing catch up. There were seven contingencies before and there's five now. Am I looking at that right? So the, in the staff report that was included in the uh, meeting packet for July 25th, it kind of starts with a bit of background information. Got it, thank you. Um, yep, which would be the contingencies that were provided in Got the it. last time that the, Okay. Yeah, yep. Thank you. Yeah, the contingencies tonight are on page five of um, the staff report from the July 25th meeting, and they're, they mirror the contingencies included in tonight's memo. Got it. Uh, commissioners, any? Issues or concerns? Commissioner Decker, I'm looking to you since you chaired the meeting for this last one. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of uh, concerns that, that came up last meeting. Um, we we have it, you know, I guess before us this meeting, so if there's any additional questions, but. Um. Okay. Yeah. Any other comments, commissioners? I'm looking for a motion. Motion. Uh, we have a motion from Commissioner Thomas to recommend or to approve site plan number 425. Do we have a second? With those three contingencies. With the five no, contingencies. I second that. We have a motion from Commissioner Thomas and a second from <coughs> Commissioner Decro to approve site plan number 425 with the five contingencies. Will you please call roll. Decro? Yes. Thomas? Yes. McCoy? Yes. Kohlinger? Yes. Panasic? Yes. Craig? Yes. Broderick? Yes. That passes seven to zero. All right. 
There are no more items underneath old business, so we will move to public comments unrelated to items on the agenda. Any public comments unrelated to items on the agenda? Hearing none, we'll move to new business. Uh, I don't see any. Does the commission have anything that they would like to discuss? Um, I guess from uh, whether it's here or the report of the chairperson, uh, I know we haven't talked about the master plan in, in a month or so. I know we're not supposed to talk about it till September, but um, still progressing, I I'm assuming. You're allowed to talk about it, but we to be clear. We just aren't planning to talk about it. And then we have formal time to talk about it in September, but haven't talked about it in a month or two. It's not for now. I watch a lot of Yeah. Um, sorry, that joke only landed with people with kids. Um, yeah, that's actually, I'll, I'll cover that in staff update if that's okay. Okay. <clears throat> Any other new business? Move to communications. Um, seeing none, uh, report of the chairperson. Um, I have none other than to thank Commissioner Decker again for um, covering in my absence last meeting. Report of the plan director. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, at your August 22nd meeting, we will have two public hearings. The first on a request to rezone Stonegate Manor, lots two through 21, from residential B to residential A3, single family residential, and a site plan request uh, for a Aldi store located at uh, 4,800, 40, basically 4,800 block of Bay City Road. This uh, would be the northwest corner of Bay City and Rockwell. Um, we will also, under new business, uh, staff will be introducing uh, Ashman and Rod in the two-way restoration conversation um, to provide the Planning Commission with background uh, with uh, deliberation and recommendation from the Planning Commission to happen at a later date. And uh, moving beyond our next meeting, uh, as you noted, uh, September 1, we plan to go live with the draft of Midland City Modern. Um, at your two September meetings on your regular agenda, we will be reviewing that draft plan document. And then the fourth week of the month, Wednesday night at seven, which I regrettably don't recall the exact date of the month on that day, but I will look. We do have a special meeting, joint meeting with City Council. That'd be the 27th of September at seven o'clock to review the plan um, in advance of Council's um, official release of the plan for public comment in October. So uh, the special meeting's at seven. So that'll be on a Wednesday night, so not, a, not before or ahead of a meeting. Um, that'll be in addition to our regular meeting on the 26th. So we're really excited. The plan is coming together really nicely. I saw a little snapshot of the design today, and I had goosebumps. Ooh, all right. I was very excited. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, it exceeds any of the graphics quality you've seen in any of your staff reports <laughs> this year. So really, really nice. Um, some talented people working behind the scenes to create something special for the community. So we're very excited about that and looking forward to getting that back before you for review in September. And that's all I've got this evening, Mr. Chair. Sorry, what was the first thing, the first? 
item that you mentioned? So it's a zoning petition from the Stonegate Manor Condominium Association. Okay. If you recall, those of you who were on the Planning Commission last year, we brought forward a zoning text amendment to add single family dwellings to the residential B district as a permitted use. Yes. Um, so the residents, that was precipitated by a issue with a proposed single family dwelling in Stonegate Manor. Subsequently, the owners within the condominium association have come forward to rezone their properties to a residential A3 district um, for a variety of reasons that we can cover at the next meeting. Gotcha. Um, just a quick question for me. So on the Ashman and Rod question, I know we're not going to make a decision um, at the next meeting, but it's going to be deliberation and consideration. But even, um, even with that presentation and our eventual consideration, it's technical in nature, similar to kind of what we saw with the road diet and that we're going to be looking at this. Is this technically possible um, and fitting kind of within the wider plan of the city, correct? I would look at this. Uh, it, the the referral was made to three boards of the of the city center city authority, the downtown development authority, and the planning commission. The other two boards in that referral process have a more narrow scope. They're looking at the concerns of their specific geographic districts, whereas the planning commission has to think more broadly about the whole city as well as the MUGA area um, in general. And so, the idea is that we'll receive eventually, um, not at the next meeting, but um, at a later date, the recommendations of those two boards and the Planning Commission will be in a position, yes, to do a technical evaluation, looking at the merits of the proposal as well as its alignment with the goals of the city as articulated through the various plans that the city's adopted, okay. including the current and the proposed master plans. So that's what will be, um, that would be my suggested framework at which the Planning Commission will look at the issue. And because it hasn't been discussed um, as a standalone topic before the Planning Commission previously, I thought it would be helpful to start by reviewing the information um, about the project and some of the history and the context within which this referral has been made, and then give you all an opportunity to ask questions and, and discuss um, before you were asked to make a final recommendation. And am I correct to assume it's ultimately a decision of can we do it from our perspective, not necessarily should we do it, correct? Those are two, or am I thinking about that incorrectly? Uh, I would say that it would be both. Okay, All So right. I, I would think uh, determining whether or not it's possible would be essential to determining whether or not it's okay. recommendable. And I believe city council's expectation is that they'll get a um, recommendation related to if you believe it should happen. Okay. Any other questions? All right. With that, I'm looking for a final motion. I move that we adjourn. I'll second that. A motion from Commissioner Decro and a second from Commissioner Thomas to adjourn. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed, same sign. We are adjourned. Aye.